It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Parsons for Boxing Social in association with Freebets.com, Empire, Fight Store and Forged Irish Stout. We are here in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, a man who's done more travelling probably than like, where do you reckon you rank in terms of like travelling in terms of the world population? I don't know, I guess the top 1%. Yeah. I, I mean, even higher. Like, yeah, but it's, the, I mean, well, how many people in the world? 7 billion. Yeah. So, definitely in the top 70 million of that. Maybe even oh, in the top 7 million of that. I mean, is there any way of finding out? Is there a top traveller's guide? Do you know anyone that travels more than you? No, not really. No. Do you? No, that's what I'm trying to think. But that makes me think it might be like... You know what? You could technically find yourself in like the... Do you think top like ten thousand in the world is that a bit overkill? I think there's people in the above me. There's definitely people above. I'm not in the top ten thousand. You could be, you know, because you're different. You're sometimes two, four flights a week sometimes. Yeah, I've done eighty three flights this year. Two hundred and sixty seven nights in hotels. Is that right? Is that as of the end of the year? Yeah, at the end of the year. It's been a been a long old run, mate. That's why I look a bit like as you before we came on the camera. Parson said you're looking a bit spotty. I was like, well, so would you if you got on four flights a week? True. Yeah, it's uh, and the lifestyle has not been too. I've got to be honest with you. I just done a little salmon and avocado number. Yeah, that I started again today. The last three or four weeks, I've been a bit. Off the rails with the lifestyle of like eating. I've been eating a lot. Move my phone, yeah, yeah no problem. I've been eating a lot the last three or four weeks, and I haven't been training. Is that not a little festive thing though? Like you can let yourself go a bit. Uh, Eddie said I look fat in the face, and I was like, "Cheers, mate. It's, it is the season for it." I was a bit sick, I think, and then I stopped training, and then I started eating a lot, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a bit of a heavy few weeks, mate. But I need to look to myself in the mirror earlier. I wasn't wasn't looking too good back on the game little 5k done this morning with the troops 
What's a 5k in Riyadh saying? I'm yet to complete one. Have we got a fight day 5k that's being worked on by the GOAT? We're deciding whether it's a fight day 5k or a golf tournament. I know you can't play golf. You need to learn how to play golf, you know, with the kind of lifestyle you're living now, one day in the Alps, you know. Little just, yeah, little private jet. I mean, you, you've really changed. Chief blagger. Yeah, you are the chief blagger. In the chief blagger, if I've ever seen one. Is that not quite a cool little, like... Is it not cool to be a chief blagger? Yeah, I've been doing it for been doing it for a while, mate. So we're all in it together. You think you started as a blagger? Yeah, I still am. Nah, not now. I'm trying to keep up with you. I'm trying to keep up with me on, on level of blags. Yeah, right. You are the number one blagger. Thank you. No problem. But anyway, thanks for your abuse before we came on the camera, mate. Oh, mate. No, look, oh, Frank. As someone who takes people's comments real to heart. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. if there's anyone who probably doesn't take any notice of what people have to say, nice. it's you, which is why I'm like detecting undertones of sarcasm. It's going to hurt, that is. Um, let's talk about it. Anthony Joshua, Otto Wallin, obviously Dimitri Bivo against Lyndon Arthur and Jay Opataya against Ellis Zorro. Excited? Very excited. Buzzing to be here. Huge, you know, what a way to end the year. Probably one of the best cards we've ever seen, top to bottom in terms of fights. Um, and yeah, great to be here in Saudi finally for it. Anthony Joshua versus Otto Wallin firstly. How dangerous is this fight given sort of recent-ish track record with Southpaws? Alexander Usyk, an exception of his own, obviously, outstanding fighter. But Otto Wallin, a tough test. Good win against Gassiev last time out. We all know about that performance with Tyson Fury. Um, number two with the IBF. What sort of challenge does he pose for AJ? Yeah, huge challenge. But it, look, it's a massive opportunity for Otto Wallin as well. You know, if he can go and do a job here, it sets him up for massive fights and, you know, sets him up at the top of that heavy, the heavyweight rankings. Um, so, look, he's he's got a real tough test, but I think you're going to see the best Anthony Joshua. I think the confidence coming off the back of the Hellenius knockout, you know, that, was, that would be big for him. Um, and I think you're going to see a big win for him. His media rounds yesterday weren't pretty viral. What did you make of it? Um, yeah, I mean, he's just ready to fight. He wants to get in there and have a, have a tear-up. Um, you mean the Devsani stuff? Sort of all of it, to be honest. Like, with all of us, he was quite just sort of one-word answers and... I think he's focused on... Mate, is that... Sorry, your phone just come. Is that a picture of you and Ed Sheeran on that's your screen cover? Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Thank um, you. I thought you were going to be mean. No, well, I was thinking about it, but then I thought I can't. Um, <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? Yeah, I mean, look, he's just focused and ready to fight. And, that, and that's it. Um, you know, it's good to see his and Dev's relationship continuing to, to prosper. Um, you know, and uh, no, it's, it's interesting. Um, he made some comments. He said, do you think he's trying to get under Anthony Joshua's skin? He said that he's on the decline. Otto Wallin. He's not Dev Sane. Uh, he said that he's on the decline, um, that he's sort of mentally weak. Is that a game or? Look, people have been saying that about Anthony Joshua for years, haven't they? About he's not, he's this, he's that. People have always had something to say about AJ. And, you know, at the end of the day, look at where he is, look at what AJ's done in his career and still wants to give so much more and still wants so much more from the sport. So. You know, you have to take it with a pinch of salt, all these things. And it is part of a game, I'm sure. You know, part of the, the plan. But um, people have spoken about his mental side for, for years. Um, I, think, I think as well, every fighter in this sport 
to be in this sport. You have to have a different side to you, you know. And um, but yeah, I I think that is part and parcel of just the sport and building up to a fight. And you're going to say things about your opponent. In terms of sort of his trainer situation, he switched around not a lot, but obviously we know for the most part of his career in success and then a couple of changes recently uh, Ben Davison now the man now that reason is because there's six weeks and obviously he had Garcia and stuff like that um, but Otto Willen came out and said changing trainers a lot isn't good and that it says a lot about Ben Davison in that he was sacked after the first fight with Deontay Wilder and then Tyson Fury appointed a new trainer and ended up stopping Wilder twice what do you make of that? Again, it's a, it's opinion. It's different fights, different nights, you know, different performances. Like you can all, uh, I, like I think from what I've seen and the, the the conversations around Ben, they've they've really gelled very well. He's been great in camp. I think it, there was I saw an article yesterday about being around all of the other fighters. You know, a lot of the fighters that we represent at Ben's gym as well. Um, and I think from what I'm hearing, it's 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 only positive. You know, again, people are going to have their view on all of these things, they, but they're not in there. They don't know, they don't understand, they don't see it. So, and I guess we'll see on Saturday night as well, won't we? You know, um, but that's the great thing about the sport. There's always uh, some kind of storyline, some kind of narrative to spin about, oh, he's moved trainer again, or he's done this, or he's done that. You know, at the end of the day, you will see with his performance on Saturday. If he gets in there and knocks him out and around, everyone's going to be like, oh, best move ever. Yeah. You know, so again it's when they get in the ring you know trainers are obviously important but you're going to get in there yourself you're in there and you're on your own at that point obviously you get your time in the corner but you're on your own and you're going to you're I think you're going to see a tremendous performance from him but it's all a talking point and a narrative for people to spin in terms of sort of AJ himself and moving forward, there's been so much talk about this Deontay Wilder fight. Now, it doesn't even necessarily have to be regarding around AJ or Deontay Wilder or anyone, but the mistake has been made before of almost being sidetracked. And I'm not saying that is the case for Anthony Joshua or Deontay Wilder, but they're still being asked it, right, constantly. Does that change anything going into this? I mean, I know you only prepare for one person, but... We've seen before people get overlooked of a much lesser ability than Joseph Parker and your Otto Wallins. Is it is this dangerous at all? Look, I think in heavyweight boxing, if you're not on your A game, you'll get beat. You know, that's that's the that's, we've seen it over the last few months. You know, look, uh, Tyson Fury against Ngannou, for example. I don't think Tyson Fury's on the decline. I think he just he didn't have a good night, yeah. you know. And I think that's that's the sport we're in. And you, you know, the better man will win on the night. Um, I don't think either of them are looking past Saturday night. You know, there's been talk for years about what's next, what's next, in all of their fights. Every time it's been, and this has been four or five years of oh, he's going to fight him next, he's going to fight him next, and you can never look past Saturday. And I, I think the focus has always been on Saturday night. I can't speak for Deontay Wilder. I don't know, but. For AJ, it's always been Otto Wallin and not looking past that. And he's always been very much the same with that. He's never looked beyond that fight ahead of him. Because if you do, if you take your eye off the ball in this sport, and this, especially in the heavyweight division, as I say, you're risking a lot. Is Anthony Joshua versus Deontay Wilder signed for March, providing they both get through their uh, fights on Saturday? No. 
as of right now, 100% not signed. Is there any chance it could be signed before Saturday night? No, the focus right now is uh, December 23. AJ Otto-Wilding, Deontay Wilder, Joseph Parker. They're great fights. And then we see from there. We all know there's massive fights to be made in 2024. Um, and our focus is to deliver the biggest fights. That's our job to do in the background. But right now the focus is Saturday night. And then we see what happens from there. Is there any chance it could be signed before Saturday? I don't, I don't know, mate. I don't think so. Okay. But the focus is December 23rd, <laughs> and then we go from there. Um, you're always good at answering those questions. Thanks, mate. Uh, <laughs> it means a lot coming from you. What does that mean? No, you just picked on me earlier. So. Oh. What's, what's the next? Oh, no, don't ask me that. What? That oh, one there, don't ask that one. What about Jaya Pattaya being stripped? Yeah, oh no, or that one. Okay. Um, is that what you're going to ask me next, Joe? After I've been stripped. Uh, so have I lost I'm you. Sort of like on a loss of train of thought. Loss of train of thought. Lost my train Do of thought. Want me to read the questions to myself and answer them. No, because then what's my job? Although people would probably like that. Do you think they would? Or because we both get a lot of stick. You get more than me, I think. Really? Who do you think gets more, me or you? I try not to read it. No, it's not worth it, mate. What, what are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. Jaya Pattaya. We've done that many a time, to be fair. Um, Jaya Pattaya stripped slash vacated. I thought it was. I thought he vacated it, but then he said himself, sort of felt like he was stripped. I suppose he was forced between like a rock and a hard place. Yeah, he didn't really have an option. Um, and it's a shame because everyone was aligned, everyone was agreed, you know, the, the mandatory in Breedis was ready to, you know, he wasn't ready to fight, he, he was set up to fight, you know, in the next one. Um, and the key is we want activity. And in a, in a sport we're in, which, you know, is a dangerous sport, tough sport, you've got to make the right decisions for yourself. Um, and, yeah, I mean, for me it doesn't make sense, all of it. But it is what it is, and we, Jai and his team had to make the, the best decision for himself for the long term of himself and, and the best opportunities, and that was doing what he's done here. Um, and I, I think that it, it shows, and we've seen it many a times over the last year, fighters and, and fights can be massive with or without belts. You know, it, a belt doesn't really... Define, you're right there. You're taking selfies or something. No, I was taking a little. A oh, little, little. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry. Um, yeah. Look, uh, it is a shame, but it's one of those things. And like I say, he's made the best decision for himself. In terms of his two-fight deal, which we've heard of, we believe that part of that contract is sparring Tyson Fury. Now, when I spoke to Eddie previously, he said that he doesn't feel like a, a world champion. Certainly, someone as good as Jair Patai should be used to sparring. Was it, I mean, just on your side, why is that in the contract? Uh, no, look, I think, it's, I think it's more about the experience as well. I think it's great for Jair Pattaya. I don't know, I obviously wasn't there when you spoke to Eddie about it, but I think it's great experience for him and sets him up, you know, amongst the best, some of the best in the sport. Um, so I think it's only good for him. We were quite surprised when we saw Ellis Zorro as the opponent. Um, Without being disrespectful to him, do we expect a pretty convincing win from Jai? I think so. I think so. Look, it's great to people to get opportunities, and you have to take your opportunity, just like Jordan Thompson did in September. Um, you know, when you when you're presented an opportunity like this, I think Jai Pattaya though is is 
quite clearly, as we've seen, the number one in the division. Um, and, yeah, I think we're going to see a great performance from him. We saw an unbelievable performance in September, and that was after, I don't know, 12, 15 months out of the ring. So I think after getting that shaken off any ring rust there, I think you're going to see an even better and more improved Jai Pattaya. Your good friend, Dimitri Bivol, is in town. Have you linked up with him yet? Yeah, I saw him last night. Oh, I nice. saw him and Vadim last night. I had a good chat with him. Um, good to good to get him back out. You know, he's a Bivol, tremendous fighter, tremendous fighter. And, you know, he's got he's another way. Like, look, I really get on well with Lyndon. But I just believe Dimitri Bivol, again, like we've seen what he's done in the sport. He's so good. Uh, and I think he's just going to keep improving. With these two fight deals that they're both sort of under we know that Riyadh season comes to an end in March is there sort of does it seem like from your side of stuff the intent is to have their next fights I think Jai is on the undercard of Fury Usyk and Bivol I imagine either that or the March card is it the intention for that those sort of contracts to be completed by the end of Riyadh season yeah look I think again the focus is very much December 23rd anything can happen in this sport so it's not about taking their eye off the ball of what they got ahead of them. Um, and then from there, planning what's next. But the key is going to be activity. And as you say, with the time frames, it's going to be very quick, subject to them all being you know, healthy and, um, and getting through the fight, no injuries cuts. We know that sort of back in the day, fighters used to be very active um, in terms of like some of them would fight every month and stuff. Look, we're not quite seeing that, but if AJ does fight Wilder in March, I think it'll be four fights in 11 months. Do you think this and what's going on here could almost create that new era in boxing? There's always so much complaint about inactivity. Deontay Wilder himself, what, one round boxed in two? Yeah. Um, could this be the new era? Yeah, look, I think that it, it is difficult, but you need fighters to understand as well. That's what AJ's been good at around the momentum of his career now a lot of the time when he was defending his world titles it was maybe two fights in a year you know one every six seven months something like that um and now the key and the focus he's pushed on us is to have that momentum he boxed in april he boxed again in august boxes now december and like you say if if he is to fight like everyone's talking about in march you know it would be four and eleven months and that's you don't see that at this level um but i think it's good i think it's good for the fighters and i think we need to see more of it and i think you know we will see more over the next few years uh when frank warren was asked he said that he would be the lead promoter of anthony joshua deontay wilder just your response i mean again the fight hasn't it's not done but the the focus is you know, if we make the fight, then we'll, uh, we'll all work together like we have been doing. You know, and that, that's the key. Take the politics out of it. It's about all working together. And I think that's what this has been beneficial for, is bringing people together, bringing a load of promoters together and putting on the best possible show. So let's see where we end up. Just on your side, I know that a lot of time and effort was put into sort of making Anthony Joshua versus Jarrell Miller. Um, what was your initial reaction when you saw him on the card? Uh, yeah, look, I think, what's it been, four years, just over four years now um, since we were supposed to do the, the, the Joshua fight. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was June, 2020, uh, June 2019, that fight. Um, it's the first time I've seen him, actually. I saw him last night. It was oh. very, yeah. Did you speak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was it? Because he said that he, it was like a love-hate relationship with you guys. Uh, I think I was the love bit. <laughs> no, he, he was all right, actually. He was very friendly. Um, 
he's, yeah, but I think it's the first, honestly the first time I've seen him. In oh wow, I think so. I mean, I can't remember seeing him before that. But yeah, look, it was. I don't think we've been quite open around would we work with Drew Miller Miller again, and we've always said no in terms of us directly. Um, but things change in this sport, you know, and you can say a lot of things. How many things have people said, and then two months later it all changes. So, um, but yeah, he's, he's back and he's got a big fight on Saturday. He loves a prod and a poke. Him and AJ had a little clash. Would you make of that? AJ just as he sort of always is with Miller. Yeah, I mean, it was actually seemed a bit quite chilled in the end. Yeah, um, it could have gone another way, but it was good that it was chilled and probably good in Riyadh too. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, no, it seems... Look, there's a lot of characters all here together. When you look at it, even Wilder and Joshua and the stuff that's been spoken about in the past, Jarrell Miller, as you say, um, you know, Joseph Parker and AJ have boxed in the past. There's so many different characters here. Um, but I, I think it's good that everyone's coming together and seeing them all, all, all together in one room. When I asked Frank Warren why Jarrell Miller was on the card, he said that uh, he served his sentence, he was a drugs cheat, he got caught and he served his sentence, he's clean now. Miller's done what Conor Ben hasn't done. He's gone before the commission, had a hearing and was banned from boxing, was given a punishment and served it. That's what life should be about. Do you have any response to that? No, no not really. You know, Conor Ben dealt with the situation with the WBC. There's ongoing... There's an ongoing situation, as everyone knows, with UCAD. He's currently has no suspension. He's free to box, um, and you know this, the, everything will continue to play out. But not, I'm not going to respond to that. I'm not sure what Conor Ben, unless it was a question asked about Conor Ben and Jarrell Miller. No, I'm not sure what Conor Ben's got to do with Jarrell Miller. Um, but no, he's, he's going to, you know, that situation's ongoing. But the focus right now is Conor Ben fighting. He fought in. September, we'll fight again in February and we go from there. Feb 3, definitely the date and I think my first time speaking to you since sort of the last couple of weeks has unfolded. I spoke to Connor last week, went down the gym and he said the fight's dead. Um, you reiterate that? Yeah, look, it's unfortunate. You know, I don't think we could have done any more. Um, you know, the, 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 the proposals out there were, were massive but it is what it is, you know, and it, it has to make sense for two people really. And if it only makes sense for fifty percent of that, then it is what it is, and you have to you have to move on and focus on other things. I I, I still think the fight happens in the future. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's too big not to happen. But it's another day. We have to focus on Conor Ben's career. We don't represent Chris Eubank Jr., um, so we have to focus on Conor Ben's career. I was just going to pick up on that. Of course, you don't represent Chris, but do you know why? I mean, Ed said it was like money that he probably would have never earned before. Um, we know that sort of the deadlines almost get kept getting pushed back in the hope that it would happen and there's obviously a point where you just can't go on sale with it get the presser done and everything logistically in time but did you ever get any clarity as to the real reason why the, the fight didn't happen for, for the date of Feb 3rd? Well look, as with 99% of things in life it's, it's money isn't it? You know, that's the reality of it and you know I'm not saying anyone's right or wrong. I don't think we could have done any more. Mm. We were taking significant risks to do it uh, and put it together. And, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You know, I'm not like... It's like me saying to you, I'll give you X to do this, and you go, no, 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 and we keep going, and then eventually I go, well, I've done everything I can do. You know, it would be different. If I was sitting here saying we could have done more, then 
I'd feel differently about it, but I don't think we could have done any more than we did. Um, but you know, again, let's see, let's see that. But right now, our focus is getting kind of been active. Uh, Chris Eubank Jr. put out a tweet about uh, he wanted negotiations to start for Yannibek and Kala started negotiations. I can't, I don't, I'll be honest, I don't know who the IBO person is, but the middleweight person for the IBO. What, what did you make of all that publicly going about it? And while the sort of this thing was towards the end of the middleweight person. Um, yeah, again, he's never good, it's never ideal when it plays out in public, obviously. But, you know, it's uh, it's part and parcel of it all, and it, well, I'm sure they'll be dealing with it now. Um, again, it's not our business. We don't represent Chris Eubank Jr. I'm sure Cal is working through it now, um, and we, we go from there. But I'm sure they're, they're planning, I don't know whether they're doing Janabek or the IBO, I'm not sure, but that's one for them. Uh, have any contracts for a potential opponent for Conor Ben been sent out? I believe last weekend was roughly around the time that you intended on doing it. I think the short list of names was Barrios, Ugas, Furman and Garcia, and then Haney came in the mix. you able to provide any more clarity? I honestly think those sort of names are fights for a later date. Okay. Um, in terms of time frames now, we're seven weeks away, I think, from that date. Seven weeks this weekend. Um, but we're working through the opponents now and hope to have some news soon. At 147. At 147, yeah. Uh, Devin Haney has revealed that uh, Ryan Garcia negotiations are underway. Is that with yourself and Golden Boy? Yeah, we, we met with Golden Boy, obviously, um, last this time last week, I think it was, when we were in LA. That looked very <coughs> lovely. Yeah, it is lovely. I mean, there's no, there's never been, like, apart from the Twitter with Oscar, like, uh, again, we all just want to do good business and make fights that make sense for our fighters. So, you know, take out the back and forth on social media and the occasional comments, jokes on interviews. Like it's all it's all fun and games, that side of things. But at the end of the day, we're all in business to make money. You know, for, obviously we want to make money, but for our fighters as well and deliver the best possible opportunities. So you know, the more work we can do together, obviously both on design platform as well, is only going to be beneficial for the sport. So, yeah, it was good. Finally, from me, I know that it's going to be an unbelievably busy week for you uh, and everyone involved. Starting to see 2024 come together, the the, the earlier side, got a next-gen in Newcastle, um, Patterson Walker or Walker Patterson 2. Uh, Cameron Vaughan, co-main event, what a sort of couple of months that lad's had. We saw uh, McCrory get the shot at Edgar Belanga, Caribe Royale, Orlando. Um been quite public that there's something potentially in the mix in Japan and are you able to sort of any more little little hints and feelers coming out for January February March I know it's all starting to come together behind the scenes yeah I think January and February there's a couple more bits that you will hopefully see over the next couple of days that the team are working through now March yes March 30 we we, we go to Japan for our first show in Japan, March 30. Oh, days. March? Yeah, March 30. Is, okay. Any... We've got a show every... Like, we're looking at a show Jan 27th, Feb 3. Obviously, we announced Feb 10. We've announced Feb 16, Mexico, yeah. uh, Curio, Notashinga rematch. Feb 24, Orlando, as you say. Then we're working on the March shows as well. But March 30 is the first show in Japan. Um, so, yeah, just just getting through it all now. I'm going to be a busy, you know, from the end of Jan, going to be a busy run. What can we expect to see in Tokyo? 
boxing. Um, <laughs> lots, it's not Paul. Yeah, lots of boxing. Uh, a prize fighter tournament. Okay. Yeah, but different format. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting. Any hints? No. Different format. I told you. I've just told you the date. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but yeah, so. but then you said a different format. Now your traditional prize fighter is like an elimination one night. night. Oh, yeah. it's not one night. Oh, could be on some of your parcels. Exclusive know, for Tokyo. To- well, it's not even necessary Tokyo, is it? The first one will be in Tokyo. Oh, which technically means then it's like a elimination tournament. I don't, know. I don't know, mate. They haven't filled me in on the detail yet. I need to find out. I'll let you know. Any fighters from the UK? Yes. Any names? No, they have names. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some from the UK, some from the US, couple from Japan. Oh, really? Yeah. It's going to be... Weight? Uh, about 15 and a half stone at the minute. <laughs> the fighter weights? Um, between 147 and 200 pounds. That's a lot of weight division. Frank Smith, thank you for speaking to us as always at Boxing Social. Final message to the people ahead of an absolutely massive way to end the year here in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Every fight on the card, maybe apart from one or two, could all be main events in their own right. 100%. Don't miss it. Live, the zone pay-per-view all around the world. You've got... Joshua against Wallen, you got Wilder against Joseph Parker, you got Bivo against Lyndon Arthur, you got Opatai against Zorro, you got Philip Hergovic, uh, you got Daniel DeBoer against uh, Jarrell Miller. Lots more things as well, my mind's completely gone. There's two other fights that I've missed. Mark DeMori's fighting yeah. Philip Hergovic. Did you hear that? Yeah. I've got good hearing, haven't I? Two other fights. Basically, don't <laughs> miss it. Oh, let's not sit here and just try and think of what they are because it ruins the suspense. Live, design pay-per-view. See you there. Quick, like, thumbnail, like... Like, with your, as if you're talking. So, like, say something angrily, like... Go, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, for Thank you for speaking to us at Boxing Social. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.